Welcome to the Lisper Podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone, and today's episode is going to be about the Nightmare Elm Street franchise. Now, anybody that knows me, you already know that this was coming. You already know me, and you know how much I love Nightmare Elm Street, so you know that this was coming. But for those of you who don't know me, I'll just give you a reason for why I decided to do it right now. Um... So if you listen to my Quentin Tarantino podcast, during that podcast, I said that I was going to start a petition in order to have uh, Quentin Tarantino write and direct and like revitalize the Nightmare Elm Street franchise. And I'm still going to start that petition, by the way. But until I start that petition, that's where I was at. I was like, I'm going to start the petition for Quentin Tarantino to revitalize the Nightmare Elm Street franchise, reboot it, restart it, write and direct it and get into horror movies. And um. That got me to thinking, like, okay, I got to do a Nightmare on Elm Street series podcast. And um, I was like, you know what? I got to do this episode. And why not do it now? Ain't nothing changing with the Nightmare on Elm Street shit right now. Ain't nothing going on with it. Ain't nothing changing with it. So there's no reason for me to wait to um do it. And I don't think nothing's coming out with it no time soon. So there's no reason for me to wait for me to do it. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do it now. So today's episode... It's about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And so, I'm going to start by saying that there's a reason why I love the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, and it's simple. Um, it brings me back to my childhood. It brings me back to the nostalgia. It, it's just a, a moment for me because my mom was a Jehovah's Witness, and we had a lot of rules to follow as Jehovah's Witnesses. There was a lot of things we couldn't watch, a lot of things we couldn't see, a lot of things we couldn't do. So, one of the things that we couldn't do was watch horror movies. We couldn't watch nothing with, like, demons or devils or killing or shooting anything. We couldn't even watch G.I. Joe, Transformers, none of that stuff that was, like, violent or crazy. We couldn't watch none of that. But my mom kind of made exceptions for us to watch killing and cussing because of my dad. My dad was a heathen. He liked killing and cussing. He especially liked uh, horror movies. He didn't especially like horror movies, but he really did enjoy watching Nightmare on Elm Street for some reason. He liked those. Like, that was one of his... Um, Things that he wanted to watch. And so my mom knew that we didn't get a lot of quality time with my dad. We didn't get a lot of quality time with my dad. Yeah, my dad took me out and threw the football with me a little bit. When my dad wanted to go play basketball, I couldn't play with him. He was playing with some old heads. They had their shirts off. I was not a part of that. But he did like to watch movies with us. And he did like to make his homemade popcorn. And um, so that was our quality time with our dad. And when he took us out, he did take us to the movie theater. Like, that was the one thing he liked to do was take us to movies. So when it was time for my dad to watch movies or take us to the movies, my mom, you know, she kind of pushed her morals to the side a little bit to let us have that quality time with my dad because there wasn't much of it. So my dad got us to watching um, Nightmare on Street movies. And the funny part, too, was that I was terrified of Freddy. Freddy was terrifying to me, and Freddy made me scared of the dark. I was never scared of the dark before. My dad used to cut all the lights off in the house for us to go to bed, and I wasn't scared of the dark. All of a sudden, I started watching Nightmare on Street, and then I was scared of the dark. I was very much so scared of the dark, and I thought Freddy was in the dark, which didn't make sense now that I'm grown, but when I was a child, I didn't understand. When I was a child, you know, Freddy Krueger comes to you in your dreams. So why, when I'm wide awake and I know I'm awake, am I scared that Freddy's in the dark? I don't know why, but when them lights went off, I swore Freddy was there. Every time them lights went off, I saw Freddy Krueger. My dad used to be like, go downstairs and get me a beer. And I would go downstairs and I open the refrigerator up. Everything was cool. I get that beer out. And when I closed the refrigerator and it got dark, Freddy was behind me. Freddie was behind me every time. So I had to run back up to them steps back to my dad and my sisters 
because Freddy was behind me. He was going to get me. It made no sense. And now I watch these Nightmare on Street movies with my kids because they don't know about them. They wasn't old enough. So I watch the movies with them. And IJ is scared of Freddy. She She's terrified of Freddy now. But IJ, is, well, she's 14 years old now. She's been scared of Freddy for like the past few years since I've been watching. But she's smarter than I was because IJ is not scared of Freddy when she's woke. She knows she's got to go to sleep. So if we watch a Freddy Krueger movie and, and I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, it could be 3 o'clock in the morning and it could be pitch black. And IJ would be laying there and I'd be like, I'll wake up and roll over and I'd be like, whoa, IJ, you woke? She's like, yeah, I ain't going to sleep. So she wasn't scared of the dark. She wasn't scared of Freddy getting her in real life. She was scared to go to sleep. She was like them kids. Like, they knew in the movie, Freddy get you in your dream. So IJ was smarter than me because she was scared of Freddy, but she was only scared of Freddy like when she was time to go to bed. All day long, she would watch the movie. All day long, we can fucking turn lights off. It could be pitch black. She don't give a fuck. But guess what? she ain't going to sleep she was like one of them like she had her coffee her candy she was pinching herself doing whatever it takes dad i ain't going to sleep you wake up three o'clock morning ij looking right at you what's wrong ij i'm not going to sleep is you crazy nigga freddy it's in the dream tonight and i'm not about to do it so yeah ij was smarter than me in that aspect because she ain't go to sleep but i was trying to go to sleep and it was funny because we watched nightmare on street and then my dad be like all right you know go to bed and I go in my room to go to bed. And my dad didn't play having TVs on at night when it was time to go to bed. He didn't play that. You don't have your light on. You don't have TV on. And the only TV in the house was on was his. And I knew sort of kind of that, like, Mart, that show Mart. When Mart came on, that was my last hurrah. I knew that once Mart went off, that I was um going to uh have to cut the TV off. I knew it. Because if my dad caught me with the TV on, I was going to get a beating. And although I was scared of Freddy, Bubba was real. Freddy was fake. I didn't know for sure that Freddy was in the dark. I imagined Freddy was in the dark. But if Bubba came into my room after we were supposed to be going to bed and caught my TV on, Bubba would be in the dark. And then he would be in the light and he would, and yeah, Bubba would beat your ass. So I knew once I heard Martin, and then there's Maud, and I'm watching Maud. Once that um, Maud, the, uh, what is it called? The credits came on for Maud. Once the credits came on for Maud, I knew that I had to turn that TV off. I knew it. I was like, man, I got to turn this TV off. So now I'm begging to go to sleep. I'm like, please, Lord Jehovah, please let me go to sleep. Please, I want to go to sleep. Now, my dumb ass wants to go to sleep and give myself to Freddy because I'm so stupid that I believe that Freddy's in the dark in real life. And Freddy, even if he was real, was going to get me in my dreams. So I was actually begging and praying to God to send me to Freddy, which was stupid. But I wanted to go to sleep. I knew once I went to sleep, I ain't had to worry about Freddy. I'll be asleep and I'll be cool because Freddy's in this dark. And then when I turn this TV off, Freddy going to come. So I was like the opposite. IJ was smarter than me. She knew not to take her ass to sleep. But that's why I kind of like 
having nostalgia for these movies. It's kind of like I want to see them. It's kind of like when they're on TV, I want to see them. It's, it's like that because it brings me back to a childhood. It brings me back to part of my fear. It brings me back to the, the fun I had trying to negotiate around Freddie being in the dark. It brings me back to my dad and watching him in Earth Street and sending me downstairs in the dark to get a beer and telling me, you know, you better not cut no lights on and all that kind of stuff. And it brings me back to the quality time with my father. And I'm able to share that same kind of quality time with my children. And I like that. I really kind of do like that. So that's why I fell in love with the Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's why I was like watching the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And, and I'm interested in watching it. And I, and I got the DVD. First, I got the video set. Then I got the DVD set. And now I got the, um, now I got the Blu-ray set. I got all of them all set up. I got every Nightmare on Elm Street you can possibly have. I own it. Okay. And I'm a just, I'm a part of it. So now to say that, let me get into, uh, before I even start getting into the movies, let me get into the situation of the character. So you have your horror movie guys. My dad watched all of them. We, we, we watched it. We watched more than Nightmare Street. We watched everything. The only one we didn't watch was Hellraiser. My dad didn't watch Hellraiser. My dad was not into no mystical crazy shit like that. My dad was like Freddy Krueger. He liked Jason. He liked Michael Myers. You know, we watched Halloween. We watched some Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the Hellraiser my dad wasn't into. But anyway, I always thought that Freddy was better than these guys because Freddy was a character. Freddy was an actual character. To me, Michael Myers wasn't a character. He didn't scare me. Jason wasn't a character. He didn't scare me. Uh, Leatherface was a character. They didn't scare me because they weren't characters. They were like, they were like to me, just like anybody's. For real. Like anybody could have been in that Jason mask. Anybody could have been in that Michael Myers mask. Anybody could have been Leatherface. You know what I mean? You get a fat guy, make him run. And then I always thought I could run from these motherfuckers. I can run from Jason. I can run from Michael Myers. I can get away. Because all the people that ran from in the movies did that movie run, that slow ass movie run. And I'm like, y'all slow as shit. Like I run fast. Like I was a fast little kid. I'm like, I run fast as shit. I'm going to run. And these motherfuckers is not gonna, um, Freddy ain't, um, Michael Myers ain't gonna catch me. Jason ain't gonna catch me walking off slow with that. Ah, 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 ah. Jason's not catching me. So I was never scared of Jason. I was never scared of Michael Myers. I was never scared of Leatherface. Now, I'm a child. If I go outside and I see Michael Myers out there, yeah, I'm gonna run. It's a different thing. I'm fear. I'm, I'm gonna be physically scared of him if I see the motherfucker. But physically, I was not scared of Michael Myers. He didn't scare me. When I went to sleep or when I cut the lights off, when it got dark, I didn't think Michael Myers was in there. I thought Freddy was out there. I didn't care about Jason. The kills were corny. Jason come up, half of the time, the people Jason killed, they didn't even see him. Jason come up behind them while they fucking or doing something. And next thing you know, they dead. Pitchfork, boom, dead automatically. You know what I mean? So that didn't really scare me. To me, I thought Jason and Michael Myers and all them guys, I thought they were funny as a kid. I thought they were funny. I thought the shit was corny. So yeah, I was never really scared of them, but Freddy was a character. Freddy had movements. Freddy talked. And you know why? Because Freddy wasn't in the business of just killing. You know, Jason was in the business of just killing. It was revenge. You know, they killed him as a cow. The campers wasn't watching him. Jason's got to kill everybody. They go to the fucking camp and then it went to New York. It just went everywhere. Jason just was like, okay, I'm just going to start killing everybody. Michael Myers too. Michael Myers was just, you know, he had to kill his family. And it was like, anybody that got in the way of me killing my family, getting my sister, I got to kill her. She the last one. I'm going to kill this bitch. Anybody that get in the way of that is going to get killed. That was his thing. But it wasn't like he had no other side missions. 
He had no other desires, no other aspirations. It was just about killing. Leatherface just wanted to take your face off. He just, just wanted to kill you and take your face and take your body parts and do stuff to you. But all his torment happened after he killed you. He kill you, then mutilate your body, then take your face off, hang you up, and all that stuff. So it was no, it was nothing going on with him as far as like when, when he had to kill you. When Leatherface had to kill you, he throw that chainsaw off, boom, boom, boom. The chainsaw noise was scary. That was a scary situation to hear a chainsaw, knowing this is a chainsaw from a guy that's going to probably try to cut you with it. That's kind of scary, but the fact of the matter is, Leatherface wasn't scary. He couldn't even talk. He couldn't do nothing. He he wasn't a character. Freddy, on the other hand, wasn't in wasn't just in the business of of killing. And that's obvious because he went after kids. It's obvious because he was a child murderer. And, and you know, they want to say, like, he was a molester and all that. But we ain't going to get into all that because they took that out of the movies to, I don't, you know, they got all these documentaries when I'm in the street. They got the um, Never Sleep Again documentaries. They got all of this research. They got these people that study I'm in the street. And got I'm not one of those people. I mean, I've read all that stuff, but I'm not one of those people that, like, look for it or nothing. So if you want to know the stories behind it, you can read that stuff and look at that stuff up. But the truth be told, he was supposed to be, he was written as a child molester. But then there was child molesters going on in, in uh, L.A. at that time. So Wes Craven took the molester part out. So we're not going to get into it. But anyway, he was a child murderer. And you know how people that get shot, children, how they are. They're 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 luring. They're 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 the type of people that you know know that talk and play with the kids and get the kids to trust them and come with them. So I'm I'm assuming that Freddie was one of those people in real life. You know, like he he just he's a character. He has charisma. He has charisma. He has style. He's like a um he's like a likable character. And so I believe that that's part of his little thing to talk and play around and and like fuck with the kids. And and then they made it as the movies go on. They made it that Freddy lives off the fear. The fear is part of um of what gives him his powers. The fear is part of um what he thrives off of. That's why he attacked kids. It's easier to scare kids than it is to scare adults. So he he was in the business of fear. He wasn't in the business of just murder. He was in the business of fear. He was in the business of getting these people to be scared of him. And uh. And getting these people to have fear and, and, and driving off of that fear, driving off of their, their screams and their, and their scaredness. And so that's what he had to do. So it wasn't just about the kill with Freddy. Freddy had to scare you. So Freddy scared you first. He scared you before he killed you. And he had like a lot of antics and he was a character. Freddy was a character. Freddy talked. He had a voice. He had a facial expressions. He had movements. That was kind of scary. He had, you know, little tricks he did and pulled. And he was just a real character. And it was almost endearing. But at the same time, it was like, yo, this guy, you know, he's not going to just kill me. He's going to torment me. And I can't get away from him. You can't you can't avoid sleep. And then in dreams, there's powers. You can't run. You can't hide. You really can't do anything. Like, Freddy was, like, unbeatable until you figured out just what it takes at that particular time and moment that he's back. To beat him and every time it was something different, but you had to figure it out. <clears throat> but he was really a character. And like I said, that's why I thought Jason was corny to me, because they didn't do nothing. Freddie did stuff. Freddie was um Freddie was like realistic. Like realistic. Like that's how I imagine that a sadistic child killer would be. That he would play with you. That he would torment you. That he would torture you first. Like that's Freddie. He's like, I'm gonna fuck with this kid first before I kill him. 
Because, I mean, for real, for real, Freddie could just kill you. Freddie could kill you easier than Jason, Michael Myers, anything, because it's not a chase. Freddie can pop up in the dream and stab you. He can pop up in the dream while you still, you know, laying in the bed in the dream and just kill you right away. He don't have to fuck around with you at all. Freddie could kill you in an instant. So the fact that he comes in the dream and fucks with you and actually gives you a chance to survive and a chance to fight back is kind of crazy, but it's kind of fun. It's part of his whole, it's part of his whole slick. He wants you to fight back. He wants you to try to get away. He wants to, he, he likes it. It's like a cat mouse game and he's the cat and you're the mouse. And sometimes the mouse do escape the cat. I've seen it. Sometimes the mouse get away. Sometimes the mouse find a hole in the wall and go through that hole and the cat like, God damn it. Or sometimes the mouse is like Jerry. You ever watch Tom and Jerry? Jerry fucks Tom up all the time and gets away from him. Tom, Tom might have beat Jerry maybe once in a while, but Jerry fucks Tom up. Jerry ain't playing. Jerry, I think I would be Jerry. No, no, Freddie killed my black ass. I would not be Jerry. I'd be a regular mouse. They got to find that hole in the wall to get the fuck away. But anyway, so now I'm going to um get into these films. Nightmare on Street 1. Nightmare on Street 1 was, um, was a good movie. I mean, a really good movie, especially for that time frame. It was a really good film and during that time frame because nobody thought about this. Like a, a guy that comes to kill you in your dreams. That's crazy. And everybody thought it was crazy in the movie. Everybody thought it was crazy. Tina had a dream and Tina fucking Freddy cuts her nightgown and Tina goes and her mom comes in the room like, Tina, what the fuck is you doing? Waking me up. I got this boy, this guy here. We trying to fuck you waking us up and shit. And Tina like, um, you know, I had a nightmare and Tina, um, nightgown is ripped and Tina tripping. Her mom like, Tina, you better cut them fucking nails that night. But Tina tripping because Tina know she didn't cut that nightgown. She remembered the boy was cutting a nightgown with his nails. And she like, damn, he cut the nightgown in my dream. My nightgown cut for real. I don't know what the fuck going on now. She's scared of shit. Tina was scared of shit. And then she go to school the next day. And she trying to talk to her people. She trying to talk to her boyfriend. She trying to talk to uh, Nancy and Nancy boyfriend. She like, yo, I had a nightmare last night. It was fucked up. It was this guy coming. He was trying to kill me whatever. And Nancy looking at her like, some guy tried to kill me last night too. And Glenn punk ass. Glenn looking too. Glenn Nancy boyfriend. He was looking like, oh, yeah, that's somebody trying to kill me too. So then they, they had to spend a night with her because her mom left her. She didn't want to be alone. And her boyfriend, Rod. She telling him, like, man, I wanted y'all to come because I'm really, you know, scared. I really had a nightmare, blah, 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 and this guy trying to kill me. And he's like, oh, well, maybe we both can. After he fuck her, he like, well, now, you know, you got to, you got fucked now. You all good. Now maybe everybody can get some sleep and we can stop having nightmares. She like, what, you had a nightmare too? And he trying to avoid it because he think it's crazy. Like, he don't want to be, he's a man. He can't be scared of no fucking dreams. He like, everybody got nightmares, bitch. Like, go to bed. And then Glenn, he's so dumb. They were downstairs talking, and Nancy talking to Tina, and Tina like, the guy came, and he, he tried to kill me in my dream, and then Nancy's like, yo, I had a dream about a guy, he had some finger knife nails on his thing, and Tina like, yo, that's the same guy I dreamed about, and Glenn over there, he know he dreamed about Freddy too, he looking at them like, oh shit, but then he's like trying to play it off, because he's got to be, I don't know why he's trying to play it off, because they could have figured this shit out early, but Glenn trying to play it off, he like, yeah, nah, that's impossible, you guys is tripping, go to bed, like, fuck out of here, whatever, whatever. So Freddy kills Tina, but look, before he killed Tina, like I said, it all started then. He didn't just kill Tina. He called out the window, Tina, Tina, called her through the window, made her come outside. Then he ran down the alley. He ran down the alley as a midget with long ass arms coming down the alley, scraping the walls up with his nails. 
scaring her and shit. He ain't had to do all that. When Tina came outside, he could have been right at the door. No, he did all this extra shit. Then he come up, Tina running from him, and he come up and he cut his fingers off. Tina, look at this, check this out, bitch. I can cut my fingers off and squirt them, and I still don't, and I don't feel nothing. <laughs> I'm a killer. Then she she grabs him, he fighting with her. She pulls the face off, his face comes off. He's got the skeletons. Like yo, like yo, like why are you doing all that? Like what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like just kill the bitch, please. This ain't nothing. I'm used to. I'm used to the killer just killing. This shit is crazy. This, this guy is doing some crazy shit. <laughs> You know what I mean? But then Tina did. And then, and then after he sucks her up, he drags this bitch all around the room. Dragging her up the wall, down the wall. She like, ah! She's screaming. He dragging her around. He done cut her open and he just dragging her around till she dies. <clears throat> and right in the room, he don't know what's going on. He's just like, oh shit, Tina, I'll kill you. I'll kill you, motherfucker. Like, who you killing, boy? You don't even see nobody. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. And he gets out the room. Now Nancy and Glenn and there, they look in that room and they see Tina like that. And they like, holy shit. And they like, Rod did it. Glenn's like, Rod did this shit. Rod's a fucking jerky. And, and Nancy looking at it like, how can Rod do this? Look at this. There's blood on the ceiling. Blood down the side of the walls. Rod, Rod done cut Tina up and then dragged her around the fucking room. Like Nancy don't believe that shit for a second. Nancy looking at that shit like, uh-uh, yo. No, this ain't right. Something going on in this motherfucker. This ain't right. So now Nancy is like, yo, I got to find out what happened. Meanwhile, Nancy, mom and dad, it's like, yo, what the fuck, bitch? What's going on? Rod's a lunatic. And then Nancy's like, yo, damn, no, Rod's not a lunatic. They was fighting, but it wasn't nothing serious. It wasn't nothing serious enough for him to cut her up and drag her bloody body across the fucking room. They wasn't fighting like that. They, matter of fact, dad, I ain't even going to tell you. They was in there fucking. Hey, you know, Tina, was, you know, she was like, they was in there fucking. They was made up. They was fucking. We was only there because she was having nightmares. She knew she was going to die. She told us somebody was going to kill her. Like, Dad, like, let's go. But nope. Nobody wanted to listen to her. And Nancy was like, I'm not fucking crazy. Like, somebody, like, this shit. I got to find out what's going on on my own. And then, um, you know, they go back. And uh, Nancy's like, I need to talk to Rod. I need to find out. And she goes, Rod. And Rod's like, yo, I didn't kill her. Like, somebody else was in the room. Somebody else was in this room with me, and um, Rod's in jail now, and he's like, somebody else was in this room with me, and I don't know, and Nancy's like, who could be in the room with you, Rod? You didn't see him? And he's like, no, I didn't see the motherfucker, the cuss just happened. And Rod's like, don't look at me like that, I ain't crazy. Nancy looking at him like, I know, motherfucker. I know. I believe you. And Rod's like, Nancy, you think I did this shit? like, no, no, I don't think you did this shit. But... But um, we got to find out. Don't tell nobody, whatever. So then Nancy's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to go in the dream, and I'm going to find out. I'm going to go in the dream and investigate this situation. I'm going to go to sleep, see if I dream about this motherfucker, and see what's going on. So she goes, she tells Glenn, Glenn, just watch me, please. I'm going to take this nap. If anything happens, just wake me the fuck up. But Nancy ain't stupid. She don't trust her dumbass boyfriend. So she sets an alarm, too. She sets an alarm, too. This is what I'm talking about. Women are smart. Women already know they can't trust men. And it's put out there. It's put out there everywhere. A woman can't trust a man. She told Glenn to come watch her, make sure she cool, and wake her up if anything happens. But this bitch still knew. Like, I don't know if I could trust him. I'm going to set my alarm. <clears throat> I'm going to set my alarm just in case. And she set that alarm just in case. And guess what? If she hadn't set that alarm just in case, Glenn asked was about to let that bitch die. She in the dream like, Glenn, you there? I'm here. I'm here. Glenn, you there? I'm here. Glenn, you there? Glenn? Hello, Glenn? 
Glenn, the fuck? And Freddy's there. I'm here. <laughs> Glenn ain't here. Freddy's here. Glenn, where the fuck is you? Like, nigga. But she see Ryan. She see Freddy get him. Freddy got Ryan. And she saw it. She's like, oh, shit, Freddy got Ryan. She wakes up. She's like, Glenn, you motherfucker. I told you to fucking watch me if I start waking. What, what are you doing? You in here sleep? She's like, I'm glad I set that fucking alarm. That's why I don't trust your ass. That's why you don't get no pussy. Glenn ain't get no pussy in the whole movie. He ain't get no pussy because she didn't trust him. That's why he didn't get no pussy. He could never help her out. And every time Nancy needed Glenn, that motherfucker didn't help her. He sleep. Dumb. <clears throat> so they go see Ryan and Ryan's dead. Ryan's dead. And Freddy's smart about it. Freddy could have slashed Ryan up, but then they would have been like, how did Ryan get slashed up in prison? That don't make no sense. So what they did was, they Freddy hung him with the sheets from the prison, and they was like, okay, Glenn Ryan killed Tina, and then Ryan felt guilty about it. He didn't want to stay in prison for the rest of his life for killing the girl, and Ryan got he chose, he killed himself. He committed suicide. So now it looks like suicide. So nobody ain't investigating. Case closed. Freddy free to kill everybody else. So Nancy is like, you know what? Fuck that. I got to do something else. So then Nancy starts, you know, I'm going to tell my mom. I'm going to tell my dad. Like, no, I'm no, dad. There's something else going on. He, Rod didn't do this. Freddie, she's still insisting that Freddie did. And she won't go to sleep with her mom. Notice it. So now her mom's like, you know what? I'm going to get her some help. I'm going to send her to a, uh, you know, I'm going to take her to a specialist to see what's going on with these dreams while she keeps talking about these nightmares and shit. So Nancy pulls out this. Now, now here's the thing. <clears throat> Nancy's mom takes her to the hospital. She's got to get out of her clothes and put on a doctor's robe. I mean, you know, a hospital robe and all that. She's got to get damn near naked. She's got to get in this bed. She's got to lay down. They put all these little tube things on her to monitor her and all this and all that. They did all of that. They go in a dream, and the doctor's telling the mom, these dreams, these nightmares is crazy. I've never seen a nightmare go this high. Something wrong with her, something wrong with her, something wrong with her. This shit's crazy. I've never seen this go this high. And he panicking, the mom panicking, and they looking. Now, that's one. Then two, she wake her up from the dream, and Nancy wake up, and Nancy got Freddie hat. She got this dirty-ass hat in there, and her mom said, where'd you get this hat? Like, I pulled it off his head in the dream. He came to me in the dream. He tried to fuck me up. I grabbed the hat. Y'all woke me up. I got the hat. Boom. I pulled his hat off the dream. This is the man. This is proof right here. This man trying to kill us in the dream. I got his hat. This is proof. Check this out. And Nancy's dumbass mom was still like, I don't know where you got that hat, Nancy. I don't know what you're trying to do. But, you know, what, bitch? You took it to the hospital. She ain't had no hat. Y'all took her clothes off. She ain't had no hat. Y'all put them tubes on. She ain't had no fucking hat. Now, all of a sudden, she got a hat, and it's Freddie's hat, and she's telling y'all about Freddie, but she wasn't even, she didn't even know about the situation. Nobody told her before. It was y'all fan. Everybody kept it secret. <clears throat> this was a town secret. Everybody didn't know, and now Nancy know about it. No, bitch, no. Listen to your daughter. She ain't crazy. She ain't tripping this man trying to kill her in her dreams. So then they, uh... What they do? So then they go back home, and then Nancy's like, Mom, you gotta listen to me. Like, Mom, you... You got to put that bottle down, stop drinking, listen to what I'm telling you. And the mom's like, no, Nancy, no, where'd you get that hat? Nancy takes that hat off. This ain't my hat, bitch. Look, look, this hat is some, this hat belongs to a His name is Fred Krueger. This hat belongs to Fred Krueger, ma. Who the fuck is Fred Krueger? And the mom's like, I don't know what you're talking about here. Like, mom, look, his name is in the fucking hat, bitch. Ah, I took this hat off the dream. I opened the hat. This man's name is Fred Krueger. So you know Fred Krueger. Do you know anything about Fred Krueger? For the mom... 
decides to take Nancy down the basement, tell her the whole story about Freddy Krueger killing the kids, and then he's a, he's a child murderer, but, you know, he got off, so me and your dad and a bunch of other people, we was like, fuck that, we're not letting this motherfucker get off, we went, found him, we killed him, we burnt him alive, and now he's burnt alive, and now he's dead, and you ain't gotta worry about him. No, bitch, you're now confirming that it's Freddy Krueger, okay? I told you, he's dead. He's burnt up. Now, you confirmed to me that y'all set that motherfucker on fire, so he's burnt up. I told you he got a dick, a dirty-ass sweater. You confirmed to me he got a dirty-ass sweater. He wears a hat. You confirmed to me the hat got his name in it, so the hat, the sweater, the burnt-up, burnt-up skin, burnt-up face. This is all proof that this is the guy. Then the mom pulls out his glove. We got his weapon, baby. We took his weapon from him. Bitch, no. He's got that shit on right now, waiting for me in the dream. He must have had two. He must have used to use him on both hands. He all took one. Now he still got one left. So he had him on both hands when he was killing the kids. He made two of them. Now y'all took one. He still got one left, bitch. This him. <clears throat> and the mom's like, no, no, no. He's dead. And she's like, bitch, I'm telling you this him. How I know about the glove? How I know about the hat? The hat got his fucking name in it. I took the hat off the dream. How I know this motherfucker was burnt? You ain't tell me none of this shit. You're confirming that it's him and I'm going to get him. You know what, man? Fuck you. You're an alcoholic. Fuck you. I'm calling my dad. Dad, it's Freddy Krueger. He doing shit. Honey, what are you talking about? Honey, 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 honey. Her dad just don't want to tell her nothing. He's a cop. He don't believe in Freddy Krueger coming in dreams. He believes in, like, evidence and real shit. He's a cop. He believes in cop shit. He believes in proof and evidence and hardcore stuff. He ain't no scientific guy. He don't believe in, no, you know, no mystical shit. He's a cop. They straight. They believe in all evidence and proof of everything and all that shit. Some cop, a lot of cops probably don't even believe in God. Because they feel built on like finding evidence and finding facts and finding stuff that makes sense. And, and so it's hard for a cop to believe something that don't make no fucking sense. But he had to believe something when Glenn asked that. Nancy called Glenn. Glenn, what's up? Glenn ain't there. Glenn is not there. Glenn dead, bro. Glenn done went to bed. His parents done hung up on Nancy. Glenn done went to bed. And now a cop got to believe something. Nancy dad go in that room. And now your son, your son who was in his bed sleep with nobody else in the house. Now the bed took him and swallowed him and spit his blood out. Because that's what happened. Freddie pulled Glenn in the bed, killed him in the bed, and shot all his blood out into the room. Blood dripping through the ceiling and everything. So the how you explain that? What the fuck is your cop ass going to say now? You see this shit. What, Glenn committed suicide? Glenn cut his bed open and climbed into his bed to kill himself. No body parts, no bones, nothing, just blood everywhere. No, bro. No, you can't explain it. And then Nancy's in there. She's booby-trapping. She's setting Freddie up. She pulls him out the dream. She's got him in there. She's fighting with him. She goes to the window to tell the boy. The boy like, yo, you need help? Like, bitch, her dad is across the street. He's a cop. You cops. Police all over the house. Go get him. Yeah, she need help. She ain't breaking this window out screaming for nothing. There's something going on over there. And you watching. You see this shit going on over there in his house. His daughter's over there. You know that's his daughter's house. You watching shit going. You ain't getting him. That's why Nancy's like, get my dad, you fucking asshole. Get my fucking dad. I told my dad I was going to get this motherfucker. I told him to be ready. I already called my dad and said, I'm going to get this motherfucker be ready. So Nancy fucked Freddie up. She brought him in real life. Found out he was a real man. She fucked him up. Burned him up. Then she set that pussy on fire. She's like, yeah, I got you. She set him on fire and shit. Freddie on fire. And she know he hate that. He already was burnt before. She know he hate that. Nancy's a bitch. That proves, too, that women are bitches. Like, not bitches. Like, I'm not trying to disrespect women, but you know what I mean. That proves, too, that you don't want a woman scorn. You don't want to scorn a woman because they're going to do some dirty. That's foul as shit that Nancy set Freddie on fire. I know it's foul. He was trying to kill her. He's killing people, so it ain't that foul. But come on. She set him on fire. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. But anyway, 
So then see her dad come in and they like, and her dad's like, yo, we gonna get this motherfucker. She's like, come on, dad, he down the basement. Then she see the fire and she see the fire he puts up. She's like, oh shit, he not down the basement. Freddie don't want upstairs. He want upstairs to go get mom. Oh shit, dad. Mom upstairs. They run upstairs. The mom is done. <clears throat> She's done. She's like bones, like burnt bones or something. Like Freddie, I guess he laid his burnt body on top of her and just disintegrated her ass. I don't know what he did to her. But Freddie, but the mom was dead. So then, you know, the dad's like, oh, shit, honey, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. He goes to leave. Nancy's like, uh-uh, fuck that. Where you at, Freddie? I know you're still here because you ain't going nowhere. Your body ain't here. I don't see you. So Freddie comes out. Nancy's like, you know what? You ain't shit, yo. I figured it out now. I figured it out. Nancy figured it out. I figured out that I, I just beat your ass for real. I just beat your ass for real. Like, you couldn't fuck with me. You gonna go kill my mom. That's a pussy bitch move. You couldn't fuck with me, so you go kill my mom. You a bitch. I ain't scared of you no more. Fuck you. I want my friends back and all that. Freddie like, what, bitch? Like, uh-uh. You ain't getting nothing back. Like, are you crazy? She's like, no, I'm not crazy. I ain't scared of you. You ain't shit. And I'm gonna tell you what. That kills me. If, that kills me. And Nancy was, if Nancy was a grown woman, she would have been told Freddie that. She would have went in a dream. Freddie would have came out. She's like, I ain't, you ain't shit. Because that kills me. When a woman tells a man to his face he ain't shit, that kills him. Like, like that kills him. Like, if Brittany come home right now and say, Tyrone, you ain't shit to me, I'll die. I'll be like, I ain't shit to you, Brittany. Oh, instant heart attack, death. That kills a man. And Nancy figured it out. But all I got to do to fucking, he a real man. All I got to do is tell him he ain't shit. You ain't shit. You shit. I ain't scared of you. Fuck you. Freddie died. Boom. Now, all the Nightmare Elm Street movies let you know Freddie coming back. And I like that they let you know Freddie coming back. I like the way they do it. So, it's cool. So, Freddie comes back. And uh, they show it. Nancy got her friends back. She getting in the car. They get ready to go to school. All of a sudden, the car started acting crazy. The rooftop got red and green on it. Oh, shit. What's going on? What's going on? Then Freddie dragged the mom into the window. Takes her back into the house. Kills her ass. I guess he killed her ass again because the mom was dead for the rest of the series. But... It was like, damn, yo. Freddy ain't dead. He back. Then they did Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. And um, that's a movie I'm not going to talk about too much. Because guess what? I watched it maybe like three times in my life. The movie sucks. <laughs> that movie sucks. And I guess they didn't have money. Or I guess they were trying to push something out too fast. I don't. Like, if you go read all those documentaries, it tell you why part two was different. But I don't care. It wasn't a good movie. So first of all, the premise was Nancy Nancy and her mom, Nancy moved out. She went away. I guess she, no, she went to college. The dad went a little crazy. He got away from the situation. Nancy went to college. So the house was there. They they let some other people move into the house. And these people moved into the house. And in actuality, Freddie just decided to haunt the house. And he couldn't go in dreams no more or something. He ain't have power. So he used the boy he got in his body and made him do the killings or something. It was weird. Some weird shit. Then they say it was the gay one. And then it, it started going to all. This is the gay nightmare on street. And it's all. It is a bunch of gay shit in it. It's like seemingly gay shit. Like shit that's like. You be like questionable. Like some gay shit. But it's weird. It's just a weird movie. And it's disgusting. I don't really like it. The barbecue scene was good. When they had the party and Freddie jumps out at the party. He turns into Freddy at the party and Freddy jumps out at the party and attacks a bunch of kids and starts killing them and acting crazy and he's like, save yourself, fucker. And he knocks over the grill and shit. That shit is, um, that shit is cool. That scene was cool. 
But the rest of the movie was nasty. And then to defeat Freddy, Lisa had to get the boy Jesse back out of Freddy's body. And, and he's like, I love you, Lisa. And she had to kiss Freddy and shit. I was like, yo, this is weird shit. She had to kiss him and all that. And Jesse, Lisa was trying to get Jesse to pussy up. And he acted like he didn't want it. Then he licked her with his Freddy tongue. That movie, I don't like part two. And part two didn't have nothing to do with the series. And for real, for real, they should have just made part three. Part two. Part three should have been the real part two. <laughs> That's my opinion. Part three should have been the real part two. And I think part three was the real part two. I think part three was the movie they really wanted to make it part two. But I don't know. They didn't have a budget. Or they didn't get, couldn't get uh, Heather Logan Camp. She plays Nancy. They couldn't get her for some reason. I don't know. But part two is just a throwaway. And I'm throwing it away. It's in trash. It's in trash already. It's in trash. Matter of fact, I'm going to go get my Blu-ray set right now. And take that disc out. And physically throw it away. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, my throat is a little scratchy today. But I'm going to physically take part two of Blu-ray out of my thing and physically put that movie in the trash. Today, it's gone. I'm never going to watch it again. I never let my kids watch it. They're like, Dad, why, why, how we go from part one to part three? That's how it go, baby. That's how it go. There's no part two. It goes one and three. That's it. They don't know. And now we're going to go to part th- part three. The fucking Dream Warriors. Now, I, I part three is my favorite. I ain't going to lie. Part three is my favorite. I still think part one is the best one. But I, if I had to watch between part one and part three, I'd watch part three just because Freddy was in his bag in part three. Part three was like a lot better. Freddy was um a lot better. So part three indicates that Freddy was still killing kids and kids was dying. And now Freddy was making it look like suicide. So all these people thought that all these teenagers just all of a sudden started committing suicide. So the ones that didn't successfully kill themselves, they put them in a, um, in a mental institution. And they put them all there so Freddy could just go in one spot and get them all. And that was the premise that they put them in a mental institution because they said that they was, you know, fucked up kids. They was having nightmares and they was like trying to kill themselves and all that. He made uh, Kristen look like she killed herself because when during her dream sequence, he cut her wrist to make it look like she killed herself. So um, that's what was going on with that. And Freddie went into this place and he made he was still killing the kids and making it look like suicide. He made the one boy, he turned him into a little puppet. The boy that makes the puppets, Freddie turned him into a human puppet and dropped him out the window. They thought he jumped out the window suicide. He made the one girl bang her face into the TV. Now that was weird. I was like, how the fuck? Y'all think this is suicide? And the bitch jumped up and said, what kind of girl that wants to kill herself is going to jump up in the air and bang her head through a TV? Like that sounds extreme. But they made it look like it was suicide, and everybody thought it was suicide. Nancy shows up, and Nancy's like, yo, wait a minute. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to see what's going on. This is my hometown. I want to see what's going on with these kids committing suicide. Nancy knew about Freddie, but she wasn't sure it was Freddie. She wasn't sure. She wasn't sure it was Freddie. And then Kristen, like, she heard that song. She came in the first day and was like, one, two, Freddie's coming for you. She's like, oh, shit, bitch. She looking at her, she finished the song, she get the girl, she put her in the office, where you learn that song? She's like, oh, uh, that song, just the song that the girl sing in my dreams. And now Nancy, you can see it on Nancy's face. Nancy like, oh, damn, this is Freddie. Then she goes to the house, and then the mom got the paper mache house that Kristen built, or her house, the Freddie house, her house she used to live in. And she goes, she says that there, like, I used to live in this house. And like, this is the house that I dream about. It's the Freddie house. And she like, oh, shit. This the Freddy. Freddy got my house. This is my house. She's singing a song. Please, 
Please don't let that. This is Freddy. I can't. I can't. Nancy don't want to. She's like, oh, shit. <clears throat> then Kristen brings her in the dream, and she sees Freddy, and Freddy sees her, and they both confirm that, oh, shit. They both mad. She sees Freddy, and she's like, oh, my God, it's him. And he sees her, and he's like, you. Like, oh, this bitch. This the bitch that told me I ain't shit. You know, that's another thing hurts a man. When a woman tell him he ain't shit and he get away from it and later on down the line, he see her again somewhere or they go back and they back in the same circles and the same people know him and he see her again. Like, oh, man. She told me I wasn't shit. Now she going to tell all the people that I know now that I ain't shit. She going to talk to these people. Oh, man, I don't want this bitch in my circles. Now she going to say, oh, y'all, you fuck with the... She going to talk to my new girlfriend. You fuck with Tyrone? He ain't shit. He ain't shit. Now Freddie see Nancy. Freddie mad that he see Nancy. He's like, oh, man, this bitch know me. She know I ain't shit. She know how to beat me. She gonna tell all these kids I'm in for a fight now. Damn. Damn, I thought I was just gonna kill these kids. Now I gotta fight with them. I gotta fight. Shit, motherfucker. So, Freddie knows now that he's in a fight. He knows now he sees Nancy. He's like, oh man, I'm gonna have to fight. He knows it. And Nancy knows it too. So now, but Nancy also knows that she gonna sound crazy again. Because she got to tell people once again. She got to do the same thing. She got to tell people that it's this dream guy trying to kill him. And she trying to tell him. She trying to tell him. But she's like, yo, look, let's give these kids some hypnosis so that they, they at least don't dream about Freddie. And the guy's like, no, we can't give these kids no hypnosis. I don't even know why you taking it, bitch. And she's like, yo, I used to be like these kids. Yeah, I used to be like them for real. Freddie was trying to kill my ass. Now he trying to kill them. You don't know. And she ain't want to tell him. But then she's like, you know what? All right, I'm going to tell you. And he's looking at her like he believes in science. He don't believe in that. He believes in science. And then Freddie, old ass mom told him too. You know, he see a fucking, who follows a nun that they see a weird old ass nun? And and he follows her and he talks to her and she tells him like, if you believe in science, if all you believe in is science, you're going to die. If all you believe in is science, it's not, you You know, gotta believe in something else. She warned him. But anyway, so they go and, um, they go into the room, and they go into the dream, and she tells Christian, Christian got the power, so she tells Christian, you could bring all of us into the dream with you. You got the power, and that's that. But speaking of, let me just go back. Speaking of that dream power, once I saw Nightmare on Street 3, I dealt with Freddy a little bit. Because I imagined Freddy, and I imagined that people could bring people into the dream, because I knew Christian was like, she could bring people into the dream. So once I started watching Nightmare on Street 3, and I knew you could bring up people to the dream, I had that power. I found out that I had that dream power. So I wasn't that much scared of Freddy no more after that. I was kind of like almost cool with him, because when I had a Freddy dream, or I seen Freddy and he was in the dark, guess what? Boom, 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 in the new. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. That's right. Every time Freddy came after me, because I watched a lot of Freddy and I watched a lot of wrestling. Every time Freddy came after me, I brought in my main man who could never be defeated, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was the I am a real American. He would play that. That music would come on and Hulk Hogan would come out and he would leg drop the shit out of Freddy, beat Freddy's ass and save me. Hulk Hogan used to save me every time. I used to bring Hulk Hogan in all my dreams. And if this shit was real like that ministry and I met Hulk Hogan, he'd be like, you the one keep bringing me in the fucking dreams, motherfucker. Oh, I'm tired of fighting Freddy. I'm tired. He would have been mad. But look, fuck you. You saved me, Hulk Hogan. That's right. I bring Hulk Hogan in every one of my dreams. And it was funny because it was just like wrestling. Hulk Hogan music would play and Freddie start looking scared, looking around. Where's Hulk Hogan at? He coming to get me? Yup. The Hulkster. What you gonna do? 
Hulk Hogan used to save my black ass from Freddy. But back to the movie. So she brings in the dream. She brings them all into the dream. And now they in the dream. And Freddy's got the young boy. He took him out. He seduced him with the nurse. He's got him. And they all in the dream. And now the doctor boy's like, what the fuck is going on? And she told him. But now they got dream powers. They all figured out they got little powers in the dream. Little shit. I can do this. I can flip. The bitch can flip. Kristen can flip. Kristen had two powers. She was a gymnastic. She could flip around, flip around. And she could bring people into the dream. The one bitch was just a bad bitch. She's I'm beautiful and bad. The other boy, the black boy had all the strength. He was super strong. He could bend chairs up. You know, with all they had their little powers. And the doctor boy was like, damn, yo, you was right. This is crazy. It's hot in this room. Freddy gonna get us. And they all scared and they wake up. And now they get fired. They get fired because they can't tell that their boss is the truth. The boy in the coma, the boy like, what are we going to tell these people's parents? Tell them the fucking Freddy Krueger's a dream demon, and he's trying to, um, you know, kill us in the dreams. They can't tell his boy parents that. They can't tell nobody that. They can't even tell their bosses that, so they get fucking fired. And the boy like, well, honey, just look after the kids. Look after the kids, because we fired. We fired. So that's that. They get fired. So now they got to save these kids and Freddie's going to get them. And Nancy like, I got to save these kids. And I don't know how we're going to save them. And then they call Nancy like, Nancy, they putting Christian in the quiet room. Christian had a shit after, a fit after y'all left. They put in the quiet room. She going to die. Freddie going to get everybody. First of all, the kids was like, Nancy, when Nancy first told them, they was like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. You don't know what's going on. They're like, he wears a, brand, a sweater. He got a dirty ass hat. He's burnt. He got razor claws. And they like, oh, wow, Nancy, you do know. She's like, yeah, I do know. I know. And they got, they picked up one. They was like, yeah, Nancy knows. She right. How would she know? She right. But back in part one, when everybody was having the same thing, nobody didn't pick up one of these kids was stupid. Nancy got these smart-ass kids. That's why she said they good kids, smart kids, Neil. Because they knew when I said about Freddie, they know I was right. They looked at me. They said, okay, we trust her. She right. So then... They had the final showdown with Freddie. And uh, meanwhile, the, nerd, the, the, the guy, the Freddie mom done told her how to kill her. You got to lay that spirit rest. You got to bury them bones. He told shit. The, Freddie mom told the boy how to kill Freddie. Amanda came and was like, you got to bury them bones. This guy's a bastard child. of a thousand maniacs. All the motherfuckers raped me. I don't know which one of them crazy motherfuckers is his dad. I say all of them. He's the son of a thousand fucking maniacs. And he raped me. And um, I'm fucked up. Is it a hundred or a thousand? It's a lot of maniacs. I don't know. I I think it's a hundred. A hundred of them. They raped her ass. But she don't know who the daddy. But she told him, you know, how to kill Freddie. And he told her. So Nancy's like, I don't know who know uh, where Freddie at. My dad? No, let's talk to my dad. And he's an alcoholic fucking security guard. And he's like, yo, I lost a lot of shit over Freddie before. And of course you lost your fucking job. You a cop. You a cop and all the kids in your neighborhood got killed. And you have no explanation for it except for to tell them, hey, Freddie Krueger did it again. That's what he probably did. He probably went in like Freddy Krueger did this shit again. They probably like, dream demon. Get the fuck. Shut the fuck up. And like, I saw him. He killed my wife. He killed my kids. He killed everybody. Freddy Krueger did it. And they probably was like, you know what? This guy's crazy. He's not going to He's drunk. Let's fire him. Now he fired. Now the only job he can get is a security guard. And now he's drunk. And he told her. He said, Freddy Krueger is dead. I lost a lot over this already and all that. Nope. Then he goes to the thing and he sees himself. Freddy comes back in the bone form and fucks him in the ball up. And he's like, kill that, bury that fucking thing. And it's too late. They killed him. Freddy kills dad, kills him and everything. <laughs> so now Nancy and the kids got to go. And they go into the dream. And they go into the dream. And they all going in to fight Freddy. And Freddy is separating them and picking them off one by one. Boom, Freddy kills him. Kills again. And then Freddy is in rare form. Yo, Freddy, funny as shit. He turned the boy into a puppet. 
<clears throat> he told that bitch this her big breaking TV, making jokes, killing her like a little clown. It was funny. He tells Nancy, come and get him, bitch. Nancy's like, Freddie, let that boy go. She said, come and get him, bitch. He wanted y'all. Come and get him, bitch. Like, yeah, bitch, come get him. You know, Freddie gets in the dream and shit. He killed the wizard boy. I don't believe in any fairy tales. Boy, you're not going to kill me with your Harry Potter ass. You know what I mean? Wizard master. You, fuck you. I don't believe in that shit. No fairy tales, nigga. I'm real. Killed him. Killed the other girl. She was a drug addict. He overdosed her ass. Killed her. You know what I mean? Then he gets to Nancy and them. They fighting him back. Now, this is the stupid part. So, Nancy and them fighting back. And now, Nancy done fuck Freddy up. Oh, I like the black boy, Kincaid, and he was funny because he was like, they was looking for Freddy and they can't find him, and Kincaid gets in there and, and they like, where, where's Freddy at? And he's like, I don't know. And he said, well, bitch, stop guessing and start messing, Freddy, you burnt face pussy. I was like, yo, he was tripping. Hey, you burnt face pussy. Come to me. Like, he gonna rumble him. Like, fuck you, Freddy. I ain't scared of you. I'm gonna beat your ass. They get down there, and Freddy just fucking him up. He don't give a fuck. They trying to fight him, and he beat him up. And Nancy like, yo, he wasn't this strong before. I fucked Freddy up back in my day. How he get strong now? And he's like, yeah, bitch, you ain't know. I'm killing these kids for a reason. Like, I made a deal. The souls of these kids give me strength. The more kids I kill, the more souls I get. I get the strength. I got the power. You know what I mean? Freddie had the power and shit. Nancy like, oh shit, I don't know what to do. Nobody know what to do. So now they get away from him, and uh, they in this mirror room. And Freddie comes back with the mirrors, and he's got them all surrounded and shit. And then the boys scream and blow the mirrors up, and they think that killed Freddie. They're like, it's over. Like, bitch, no, man. Y'all think that screaming and blowing some Freddie out of some mirrors killed him? Y'all think that's the end? Y'all think y'all got him like that? It's over. That was stupid. Then Nancy goes in there and her dad, I crossed over, honey. Like, no, that's not your dad. You know that's not your dad, bitch. Like, what's wrong? Like, what? You just so you just so hurt and so so I don't know. But Nancy goes in there and she thinks it's the dad, and it's really Freddy, and Freddie kills the dad. And meanwhile, the boy was a few minutes too late with, with burying the bones. If he would have buried him a few minutes earlier, Nancy would still be alive, but he was a few minutes too late. And uh, if he would have been a little bit more later, Kristen would have been dead too because Freddie backhanded that bitch and he was about to give her the business, you know. And it was too late, so Nancy's dead. And that was sad. That was a sad moment. I cried. I really cried. The first time I saw that movie and Nancy was dead, I cried. So now part three is over. Nancy's dead and Freddie's dead. But then once again, I said, Freddie always tell you that he coming back. So that paper mache house, it was like the paper mache house was sitting on the thing and the guy had it and everybody did. And the paper mache house just sitting there, doom, doom. And then the fucking light comes on inside the paper mache house. Boom. That's Freddie. He's home. He's coming back. Freddie will return. Just like I will return. Y'all see how I did that in that segue? Freddie will return just like I will return. You know why I got to return? Because I got to go. I got to take a break. Because I got to... um. Pay these bills. Whatever bills I can pay with this little bit of money I'm making. Like, y'all got to start getting me some more listeners. Y'all got to listen. Tell your cousins to listen. Tell your mom I need more listeners. Or I need some sponsors. Like, go in there. This is the way you can sponsor me. I think it's like $4.99 a month or or a dollar a month. That's not a lot of money. Like, if you want to keep my podcast going, if you want to help me out, if you want to show love, whatever. I mean, or just get people to listen. I just need more listeners. But I got a sponsor that, you know, pays me for listeners and listeners. And so I got to pay these bills. And so I got to go to commercial break and I got to return just like Freddy. I'll be back. That's Arnold. But no, whatever. Like I said, I'm going to commercial 
And after this commercial, I'll come back and I'll finish um talking about the rest of the movies. All right, see you on the other side. So I'm back, and now we were at the end of part three. Nancy's dead, everything's dead. So now they got part four. So now I was scared because I thought maybe part four, they was going to go a different route like they did in part two, but they didn't. They kept the same characters. They had to replace Patricia Arquette with Tuesday night, though. But Tuesday did a good job. She replaces Christian. Now, um, Joey and Kincaid survived part three. So I knew that they were going to die like early in part four. I knew that they were going to die. That's just the way it goes. You can't survive two horror movies. Like, you know what I mean? And then um, Christian, too. I knew she was going to die. But part four had the premise that um, you, the one girl, collected everybody's power. So Alice was able to collect everybody's power. So when Christian was about to die, she he knew Freddie, those were the last three kids Freddie could get to. There was no more M Street kids. Nancy told them they were the last of the M Street kids. So Freddie needed a way to get to the other kids. So he told Christian, why don't you ask for help? Why don't you ask for help? Because once he got into the brains of the other kids, he can get two more kids to kill. But Christian was smart. She was like, no, I'm the last. Christian was smart. She was like, no, I'm the last one. I'm the last one. Once you kill me, you ain't going to have no more kids. You can't get to no more kids. No more kids know about you. You're done. You're dead meat. It's all over, Freddie. It's all over. You kill me and you're done. And Freddie's like, um, okay. So he don't want to kill Christian because he knows if he kills Christian, he's done. He ain't going to have no more kids to kill because Christian's the last of the Elm Street kids. And she's the last kid that know about him. But Christian... Brings Alice into the dream. And then she's like, Alice, no, wake up. No, slaps her and shit. Wake up, Alice, no, wake up. No, please wake up. But Alice don't wake up. Now Alice sees Freddy. And Freddy is like, oh, now I can kill you, Christian. Now I can kill you because I got, I got Alice. I got a new kid. And she's going to dream about me. And then she's going to tell all of her other friends about me. And they're going to know about me. They're going to start thinking about me. They're going to start dreaming about me. She's going to tell them that I wear a brown hat and I'm burnt. And I wear a red breast sweater. And when they go to sleep, they're going to imagine a guy, brown hat, burnt, red breast sweater. And it's going to be me. I'm going to get into their dreams. It's on. But then Kristen goes, Alice, you'll need my powers. And she gives her her powers. And it's like, Freddie already using you to bring more people to the dream. Why would you give her your powers to bring more people to the dream? That's stupid. That's stupid. You should have told that bitch, just die. Or, or don't worry. Just let him kill you. Or, or, and you'll save a bunch of other kids. Or don't, don't talk about him. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. You know what I mean? Something. You didn't help her. You gave her the power to bring more kids in. So she... Got her brother and, and the girl muscular friend and some girl at school, you know, the asthma girl. So Alice got to stay alive because Alice is bringing all the kids in. So Freddie keeping Alice alive and he's bringing all these other kids in through her. And he's letting her know that he's using her. He puts her in every dream. She sees her brother in the dream. She's like, oh, man, Freddie about to kill my brother. She see the fucking muscle-bound bitch in the dream. She's like, oh, man, Freddie about to kill my friend. The one bitch in school in the classroom. Freddie sucks her face out. Gives that bitch an asthma attack and sucks her face. I'm like, yo, Freddy was like evil as shit. He was letting Alice know it was her fault. Every dream, Alice brought the other person in. And she's like, it was me. I brought him into my dream. She tells her brother and her brother's like, get the fuck out of here. And they all like tripping. But her brother's like, yo, I don't think my sister's crazy because look at us. We all dying. We all dying and my sister knows about it. My sister knows how everybody died. This bitch had an asthma attack. My sister knows Freddie sucked her face, sucked her whole body out. Like, you know what I mean? So, that was what was going on. 
Freddie was using Alice to bring all the other kids into the dream. And Freddie was clowning, yo. He was clowning. He was at school and he's like, you want to suck face? La, 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 la. Suck the girl face out. He turned the other girl into a roach. Turned her into a roach. Roach motel. Roaches check in, but they don't check out. Like, Freddie was, um, Freddie was funny. He fought the Kung Fu boy without letting him be seen. Without him seeing him. Like, you got to be able to fight by being blind. And the Kung Fu boy did actually get some moves on Freddie. He hit him a couple of times. He got some moves on him. But at the end of the day, Freddie killed him. But Freddie clowned around with them. They was easy kills for Freddie. It wasn't, part four wasn't a great movie. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. It wasn't that bad. But it wasn't too great. I like the way he came back with the dog coming to the grave in the uh in the car lot and pissing on him where they buried the bones at, pissing that fire on him, that fire piss. Freddy's back! Freddy's back! And then Kincaid thinking he killed him through a car on him, thought he killed him, but he didn't. And then Freddy goes, I'll see you in hell. He's like, I mean, uh, Kincaid tells Freddy, I'll see you in hell. And he's like, tell him Freddy sent you. You know what I mean? I thought that was cool. Part four was watchable. It was a good movie. You know, I like the way Alice fought him at the end. I don't like the way he, the, the mirror thing killed him. I thought that was corny that evil would see itself and it would die and all that. And she showed Freddy in the mirror. I thought that was kind of corny. But I liked their last fight. I liked the way she came in and she was ready to fight Freddy in the church and Freddy was ready to fight her. They both came in like, what's up? And Freddie walked down that church, and I was like, what's up? She walked in, like, what's up? They was getting it on. And Alice was timid and scared at first, and then she got all them powers, and she was ready to fuck Freddy up. I like that. So Alice and her little boyfriend survives. And I like the way they uh they made it. Freddie put them in that dream loop and then they crashed the car and her boyfriend had to go to the hospital with the car crash. And Freddie was the doctor and shit. She go to the hospital to see her little boyfriend. He did. I mean, he dying. And he in the hospital and she goes in there. And in the dream sequence, he's about to get surgery for his uh, injuries. And she looked in there and Freddie's the doctor and shit. He pulls a little mask down his <laughs> It's Freddy in there about to kill him. I thought that shit was so funny. Like, Freddy's an asshole. Like, she's looking in there while her boyfriend about to get operated. She looking, it's you. You about to operate on her fucking boyfriend. Like, Freddy is a real asshole. So I thought that shit was funny. I was laughing at that. Freddy was being funny. But at the end, you know, her boyfriend can't help her. They got to wake him up. Because he was having complications with the surgery. So they had to wake him up out of the dream. So now she in there. She got to fight Freddy by herself. But she kills him. She finds out that evil should see itself and it should die from that dream, that dream, dream master poem or whatever. So uh, she figures it out and she gets ready and she kills him. Freddy dies like the, the souls rip his body apart and all the souls out. So she freed all the souls. You see Christian, you see Kincaid, you see all of Joey, you see the souls flying away. And they're like, thank you. Thank you. You freed us. Yay. So now Freddy don't got no powers. He don't got no souls. He's dead, and it's supposed to be over. <clears throat> and then she goes, and her and her boyfriend goes to the little wishing well, and they at the well, and they're like, yeah, buddy, the well's here. And they throw the well, and she sees Freddy's little reflection in the water, like, oh, God, no, was that Freddy? Yep, bitch, that was Freddy. He gonna be back. We gonna get a part five. And I'm like, yes, we gonna get a part five. <laughs> and um, part five was weird. I didn't really like it that much. It's almost on the level of part two. Part five is almost on the level of part two where it's like, um, don't get on my fucking nerves. Just don't get on my fucking nerves. Like, I don't know what's going on with you. I don't really want to watch you. Like, the killing was corny. Like, he killed the girl. He overstuffed her. Like, part five premise was that, um, 
uh, Alice still had the power to bring people into her dreams. Alice still had the dream power, and Freddie was still getting to the other kids. But Alice didn't know what was going on because Freddie was getting to the kids while she was woke. Alice would be awake, and Freddie would still get to the kids. And she's like, Freddie has to go through me to get to the kids. He needs my dream power to get to them. How is he getting to them? And I'm not even asleep. So she don't know what was going on. And then she finds out that she's pregnant. And it's like, oh, shit, I'm pregnant. Then she's like, do babies have dreams? And they're like, yeah, babies have dreams. And then it's like, oh, no. Freddie is going through her baby's dreams to get to her friends. So while she sleep, while she woke, her baby sleep, and he's going into the baby's dreams to get to her friends. And, and, and that's how he's getting to them. And so now she's like, it's just weird. And the killings was like, not that cool. You know, he killed the one girl. He overstuffed her with food. That was kind of weird. I didn't really like all that. But it was funny how Freddie was in that little, uh, that little, like, butler's outfit. And he's like, bon appetit. You see, and it was kind of funny. And then he did the Super Freddy thing. When he killed the comic book ball, he, he, like, the comic book ball turned into the comic book superhero, tried to fight Freddy, and Freddy turned into Super Freddy to beat him. That was kind of like, I don't know, it was kind of corny to me, but it happened. And it was cool. And plus, I didn't like the Freddy makeup. The Freddy makeup in part five was when they changed him to look more. I don't know. I guess they thought it was better, but that Freddy makeup looked kind of weird. I didn't like it. And part five was kind of weird going through the kid. I didn't like it. And then at the end, they turned the, the young boy into like a Freddy young boy. And I didn't like I didn't really like part five at all. I was just like, you know, whatever. It's cool. It was a Nightmare on Street movie, and I watch it every now and then, but it's not one of my favorites, and it's not one that I really turn on, but it's not one that I'm going to throw in the trash. I'm not going to grab it off the case and throw it in the trash like I do part two. I'm not going to do that, but I don't know when the next time I'm ever going to watch it, because when I decide to watch them, I watch part one, I, just, I watch part three, maybe sometimes part four. I don't even think my kids seen part five. For real. I don't even think I showed them that one yet either. I don't think so, but we'll see. Maybe I will show it to them, let them see it, see if they like it. Maybe that'll be the next one we'll watch together. Then um, then they was like, you know what? This Nightmare on Street series is going crazy. It ain't working out. So let's just kill him. So they decided that Freddy was going to be dead. Freddy's dead. It's the final nightmare. We're going to kill Freddy. That movie was weird. So apparently Freddy done killed all the kids. <clears throat> Freddie done killed every one of these fucking kids in the town. The town now has no fucking kids. Freddie has killed all of them. And now there's one kid left that he let survive. There's one kid left that he didn't kill, that he let survive, that gets thrown to another town or whatever. And, um, and so this kid gets thrown into another town, and he's having Freddie dreams, and he tells the people about Freddie. And now Freddie was able to get the kids in that next town. So now they go back to his hometown and try to figure out what's going on with him, where he came from, who he is. And um, they find out about Freddy. They find out that Freddy killed all the kids in his town. And now he thinks he's Freddy's son because it's rumored that Freddy had a kid. And they start hearing about Freddy had a kid. Now this boy thinks he's Freddy's son. He's like, that's why he didn't kill me because I'm his son. I'm his son. I'm his son. And then they find out that, no, Freddy didn't have a son. Freddy had a daughter. And the, the psychiatrist, a girl that was trying to um, save them, was his daughter. And Freddie's like, oh, he's bring I needed you to bring my daughter back to me. I used you to get to my child, bring my daughter back to me. I want her to carry on my legacy. I want her to be the, you know, come join me, be the new Freddy Krueger bitch, whatever. Whatever reason why Freddie wanted his daughter, it was funny. 
The movie wasn't that good. The killings weren't that good. He played around with Carlos. That was funny. He, uh, the boy had the uh, air conditioning. He played around with him. That was funny. And he uh, did the Nintendo thing. He had on the power glove, and he played around with the ball like the Nintendo game uh, thing. That was funny. Freddie put himself in the Nintendo game with a cartoon Nintendo Freddy. That was kind of cool. That was kind of funny. But for the most part, that movie wasn't that good. You know, I didn't like it. I didn't like Yafet Kodo. I don't like Yafet. He's so fucking. Yeah, he's a big ugly black dude. And he, I don't know. He was in the movie. He was good. He 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 wanted to fight Freddy. It was alright, but I didn't like that. What I did like though was that they did go into some of Freddy's backstory. They did show how you know he grew up and how he was abused. And how he was a straight up fucking weirdo child. They showed Freddy without the Freddy makeup on. They actually let Robert England be in the movie without the Freddy makeup on. He was in a couple of other ones without the Freddy makeup on. You know, you got to notice him. But this one, he was like preliminary. Like when she brought him out this time, he wasn't Freddy. He was like her real dad. Real face. And he told her like, yo, you know, I had problems. I'm sorry. You know, you try to, they had that father-daughter moment, and it was cool. But I like the fact that they showed some of his past, showed some of him growing up and how he was a weirdo, showed that his stepdad, Alice Cooper, was, a, you know, he was abusing him and all that stuff, and showed, like, when he first started killing and first started becoming crazy. Showed when his wife found out. The daughter then told the wife about the kill room or whatever. Now the wife know he got all this, and he shake that bitch, kill her, choke her to death or whatever, and the daughter's there. They showed that. I like that. That they showed that. That Freddie got caught. That the wife knew about it. And he had to kill the wife. And they took the daughter away. And Freddie just was like, you know what? I'm going to get y'all motherfuckers. And he got off. I like that they showed all of that in the movie. That was interesting. I like the fact that at the end, he was like regular. And his daughter was there with him. And he was talking or whatever. And I like the fact that she had to kill him in real life. And she's like, you know, happy Father's Day. I love you. And she kissed him. I thought that was cool that she kissed him. Like, you my dad. You're my dad. And she kissed him, but she knew that he was evil and she still had to kill him. And that was that. I, I kind of liked that part. But for the most part, that movie wasn't that good. And I was just like, you know what? I was relieved a little bit. I was just like, you know what? I'm glad Freddy's dead. I don't have to worry about him no more. And I don't have to be scared of him no more. And I was about to go to high school. And I was like 14 years old when that movie came out. So I was like, Freddy's dead and that's cool. And it's over. And it's all good. <clears throat> you know? It's all good, and I was happy about it, and um, it was the end, and it was like it was time to end. I think they was running out of stuff to do, and I felt like that movie wasn't that great, so yeah, they ended it. Then here comes New Nightmare, and New Nightmare was not part of the original series or nothing, but it's part of the DVD set because they wanted to like bring it back, but New Nightmare is um very interesting. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot, but it's not a typical, it's not your typical Freddy Krueger movie. New Nightmare is basically like, more like a, um, it's more like a Nightmare on Elm Street kind of like drama. Because it's like, is Freddy real? What's happening? So what New Nightmare's premise is that Freddy is in real life. Like, not in the movies, not in the dreams, not on paper. Like, Freddy is like real life, like Heaven Logging Camp. The people who played Nancy, Heaven Logan can't play Nancy, and and Wes Craven's in it, and and Robert England's in it, and they're all being haunted by like this real life Freddy. It's like Freddy got out of the movies and came into real life, and then Nancy and them is like they tripping, they tripping, and Nancy finish tripping, but no, Freddy's coming, and he's in real life. He kills the babysitter, he kills a couple of people, he haunts Nancy in real life, and then Nancy's still going. I mean, uh, Heaven, she's having Logan camp. He kills her husband. 
freak accident and he kills them. And that's because they tried to work on a new, inside the movie, they were supposed to be working on a new Freddy Krueger movie. And her husband didn't want to tell her he wanted it to be a surprise and a secret. And it was supposed to be like that. And it was supposed to be all these premises about, like, they're working on a new Freddy movie and they're all Freddy kind of transitioning into real life because of that or something. I don't, I didn't get the, it's like a drama. And so I was like, wow, you know, Freddy's haunting him in real life, but where did he come from? And then it was like, basically, Wes Craven basically told Nancy, like, look, Freddy is a, um, is an evil. And he was trapped in the movies. And now that the movies and all that stuff has stopped, Freddy, um, now that all that stuff has stopped, Freddy was able to be released from the movie. And now he's out in real life. And Nancy's like, well, what do we got to do? And Wes is like, look. Freddy's greatest enemy is you. You're the only one that's beat him twice. You beat Freddy twice. You're the evil's greatest enemy. You're his, uh, like, you're he's the Antichrist and you're Jesus, like, whatever, basically telling him. So he's basically like, in order to beat Freddy, you got to be Nancy one more time. You got to go back and be Nancy again and be that girl that beats Freddy. And she's like, I'm an actress for real. I don't know how to beat Freddy. And it's like, look, bitch, you have to do it. Freddy's killing people in real life. This is real life, it's not the movies. Freddy is killing people in real life, and I need you to play Nancy one last time and kill him. Funny thing, she calls Robert, and Robert's like trying to front. Robert England's trying to front like he ain't having Freddy dreams. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Next thing you know, this nigga painting Freddy. He having Freddy dreams. Then she calls him back again for help. He gone. This fool done left. He done skipped town. He don't want on vacation. He's like, I got to get away from this shit. Freddy in town. I'm getting away. He tried to run away from his own self. And it's like, you see, she said, Freddy Krueger's haunting me in real life. He said, you mean me? She said, no, not you. Not you. Like a real life Freddy. He like, oh, okay, I'm getting the fuck out of here. He left her high and dry. He jetted. So she plays Nancy again, and somehow, and somehow her son is connected to the situation. He like knows about Freddy. He can see him. He knows when he's around, and nobody else can see him. But her son, for some reason, can see Freddy. And all of this shit, and he has a way to keep him down. And then they go to like this Freddy world. It's kind of weird. But it was a good premise. I like the premise of the movie. I like the setup. I like the the way that they set it up. Like Freddie came in real life. I like Robert England being able to play himself in the movie. Heaven I can camp playing herself in the movie. And then I like the fact that at the end she starts telling her son about the Freddie shit. Like explaining it to him. Like this is Freddie. He was a dream demon. I, she she reads like the script to him. Like she starts reading the script to him for the movie and stuff. I like that. And it's like yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I liked the whole concept. I didn't like the way they killed him. I didn't like the way they killed him in the in the whole Freddy world thing. And I didn't like the Freddy. I mean, he was cool. He had that new glove and that glove looked cool. But it took away some of the nostalgia. It took away some of the... I wanted that old Freddy and it took away that old Freddy. It took away some of the nostalgia of him. It took away the look of him. He had on a leather jacket. You know, it just... It just he didn't look like Freddy to me. But he wasn't supposed to look like Freddy because he couldn't be Freddy. He couldn't be the Robert England Freddy from the movies. And I understand that. So it, it was like... It was like a little bad, but a little good for me. But I did enjoy that movie, and I like New Nightmare. And I really honestly thought that was it. I was like, you know what? This is it. They really can't do nothing else. They're running out of ideas for Freddy, and this is over. And I was, like, happy with that. And then they did Freddy vs. Jason. And um, 
The funny thing about it is that they said that Freddy's mask pulled Jason down. Jason goes to hell. They saw Freddy's mask pull Jason. Freddy's glove, I mean. Freddy's glove grabbed Jason's mask and pulled Jason's mask down to the ground. Something like that. And I was just like, oh, they fucking around. They fucking around. But Freddy vs. Jason happened. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Freddy vs. Jason happened. And Freddy vs. Jason is one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites. So the premise is that they done... Everybody that had knew about Freddy in this town, everybody that knew about him, apparently Freddy came back again, started killing people again, started killing kids again. So everybody that knew about Freddy got quarantined, put away, quarantined, got, gave hypnosis so that they can't dream, so that they can eliminate Freddy. So Freddy was completely eliminated. Nobody knew about him, nobody dreamed about him, and anybody who had any dealings or knew anything about Freddy was put away in a mental institution and quarantined so that they couldn't tell nobody else about Freddy. Good idea. Because they somehow figured out through somebody that fought Freddy before that if Freddy, if, if the fear and the knowledge of Freddy's work keeps bringing him back. So they got rid of him. They eliminated Freddy Krueger the whole time. Freddy was like, how can I bring him back? So Freddy sends Jason, wakes Jason up, who's a nitwit, who just wants to kill people for any reason. He wakes Jason up and he dresses up as his mom and wakes him up and tells him, go kill people again. Kill people for mama because that's what he was doing. And he sends him to Elm Street to go kill the people. So Jason goes to Elm Street in Freddy's town to go kill people. And he knew that they were automatically was going to assume that it was going to be him. And they did. And the girl dreamed about, brought Freddy back by dreaming about him. She told her friends. And then the guy escaped from Weston's Hill and he came back and him and Mark went and told their friends. So everybody knew about Freddy and Freddy had like a little bit of power now. He can get back into dreams, but he didn't have enough to kill the people. So he had to let Jason kill a couple more people so he can come back. And uh, they can, more kids can start being scared of Freddy and he can come back. Then the problem is, you can't stop Jason. Once you start Jason killing, you can't stop him. And Freddy's like, yo, bro, it's time to stop. Time to go back. And Jason's like, no, nah, I'm going to keep killing. And Freddy's like, you know what the fuck? So Freddy tries to kill Jason in Dream and realizes Jason's hard as shit to kill. Like, damn. Like, I can't kill this motherfucker. Like, he won't die. <laughs> so then Freddy gets a good idea. I'm a, I can't kill Jason in real life. Jason won't die. I done, been, I done fucking fucked him up. And he ain't dying. So I don't know what else to do. But then he finds out that Jason's scared of water and Jason was drowned and all that. So he takes him back to the drawing and tries to drown him. You know what I mean? He's like, okay, I don't know how to kill this fucking dumb fuck. I can't kill this Jason. He won't die. So now Freddy's like, I got to get rid of Jason because now he's killing the kids that I want to kill him. I want to kill the kids and Jason killing the kids. So now I got to get rid of Jason. So Freddy tries to get rid of Jason, tries to kill him. He can't kill him. So now these kids, it's like Freddy and Jason. They got to worry about Jason killing them and they got to worry about Freddy killing them. And now they like, is Jason the one who killed him? Is Freddy the one who killed him? <laughs> Excuse me. They don't know. So they going back and forth and they running around town and then they hook up with this cop boy. And he knows something funny going on, and he's trying to help him. He's running around town. So then finally they realize that they need to hit the cell so that they can stay woke so Freddy can't get him, and then they got to try to figure out a way to kill Jason. So now here it is. They figure out, like, okay... We going to go get the hypnosis so that we don't dream about Freddy and then we'll worry about Jason and then we'll worry about Freddy. And then they, they doing all of that and all that. And then the girl gets the idea like, you know, we can use these guys against each other. 
You know what I mean? We can use Freddy and Jason against each other and we can kill these motherfuckers. And so they set up to have Jason um, meet Freddy and kill him because they realize they can bring Freddy out uh, out of the dream in real life. And Jason's already in real life. So like we bring Freddy out of the dream in real life and we set him up to fight Jason. Them two motherfuckers will fight and kill each other and we'll get away. But I thought that was a bad idea because I'm like... <sighs> Um, one of them is going to survive. If if Jason, if Freddy kills Jason, Jason's dead. Freddy's still going to be alive. If Jason kills Freddy, then Freddy's dead. Jason's still going to be alive. But then they were like, oh, if we take Jason back to the camp, Jason will be back at the camp. The camp is shut down. Ain't no kids there. Jason ain't going to come back and get us. So we got to take Jason home. So they try to take Jason home. And they sedate him so that they can get him there. And Freddy tries to kill him in the dream. Freddy tries to kill him in the dream. And they uh, they save Jason in the dream so that Freddy can't kill him in the dream. And then they bring him out. They get him out. So Jason and Freddy get that final showdown in that cabin. Out in there in the, uh, in the woods in the cabin. At the camp Crystal Lake. And Jason and Freddy get that final confrontation. And now I'm scared because I'm like, wow, you know. Jason versus Freddy. That's fucked up. And they bring Freddy out into the real world to fight Jason. I'm like, damn, Jason gonna fuck him up. And sure enough, Jason did fuck Freddy up. He dragged him through the house, threw him into the woods, all that shit. But guess what? Freddy's a good fighter. I was shocked. Freddy was rumbling his ass off. Like, Freddy was fighting Jason, kicking him, stabbing him. Freddy put up a good fight against Jason, and Freddy had Jason on the ropes. He had Jason on the ropes. Like, he was ready. <laughs> That was a fight that was cool because Freddy was ready for that fight. Freddy was fighting Jason. He had Jason on the ropes. He made some mistakes, but he had Jason on the ropes. And, you know, you, you, that fight was like almost like it was in the 12th round and it was a draw. And whoever got that last knockout was going to have that last knockout. And it just happened to be that Jason had help. That Jason was actually the good guy in this movie. <laughs> so the kids helped Jason. They helped Jason kill Freddy. And then after they help Jason kill Freddy, Jason's home and he's happy. He don't want to kill no more. He's a good guy. He goes back into the water and it's all over. It's all over. Jason kills Freddy. Well, the kids help. The kids kill Freddy. Actually, Jason didn't. Jason was in the water. Then that girl killed Freddy. Cut Freddy's fucking head off at the end. That girl killed Freddy. It wasn't Jason. Freddy actually won that fight. Jason was done. If it wasn't for them kids helping him, Jason was done. So, Freddie really beat Jason. But I like Freddie versus Jason. It was funny. Freddie was funny in that. He took, uh, he took Kelly, uh, Kelly Rowland's nose. Got your nose. I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny when he first saw Kelly, uh, Kelly Rowland. And he was just trying to decide who he was going to kill. And then he was like, oh, dark meat. How sweet. Dark meat. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, it was funny. And I liked the part with Jay, when, uh, Kelly Rowland started talking shit to Freddie. Oh, you better not, better not. And he sees Jason behind her, and he's just like, bitch, like, turn around. You about to get fucked up. You know what I mean? I thought that that all was cool. I thought Freddie was cool in that movie. And I I felt the nostalgia because they brought Freddie back to the old Freddie. Like, he was the old Freddie. Movements, the way he talked, teasing the kids, going after him. He was the old Freddie, and I liked it. He was like, hmm. And when he got the other boy, and he was trying to tell him to pass on a secret, and it was funny how he burnt his back. And it said Freddy's back. The message was Freddy's back, but he had the burn on the boy's back. I thought that was so funny, too. I thought it was funny. 
So I thought that movie was good. I had fun watching it. It was a fun movie to watch. It was funny to me. I I enjoyed that utterly. And I got the nostalgia back because um I got the nostalgia back because it was the old Freddy and they had the old style. And even though his makeup was a little bit better, it still looked like him. Like it was Freddy. And Robert England was great. And the whole thing was great. And they and Freddy versus Jason. And they I know they had to kill Freddy. And then at the end, I'm like, damn, Freddy's dead. And Jason's got his head in his hand. I see that wink. Ah, <laughs> that wink assured me that Freddy's not dead. His head cop off and you got his head. But guess what? He's still alive. He in there. So I thought that was cool. And um, that was the last one. They never did another one. I'm not even, the remake don't count. <laughs> I'm sorry, that remake is not a part of the whole Nightmare on Street series. It's not a part of the whole thing. It's just not. It's just something totally, I, I think it's something totally separate. And um, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was interesting. I'm not going to get into it because it's not part of the uh of the franchise that I'm referring to. So I'm not going to get into the, the Nightmare on Street remake. I'm going to just say that it's not as bad as people say it is. I mean, I was concerned because that Freddy is just not a good Freddy. It wasn't a good Freddy. But the movie's not as bad as people say it is. I enjoyed it. I liked how they had the micro dreams where she was like crossing over between dreams and reality because she was trying to stay woke and all that. I like that. I don't like that they put the child molester aspect back into it. It just was like, y'all should have not done that. It should have been over. But like I said, I'm not getting into that part of the movie. So that's my take on the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. That's where I'm going with it. And that's how I feel about it. And I'm not going to do a ranking because y'all know my rankings. Y'all already know. Throughout the thing I told y'all, part one and part three was the two best. I told y'all part two and part five could be thrown away. I told y'all part six ain't that good. Like most of these movies aren't that good. I mean, one, one was great. Three was great. Four was good enough. And then part, and then New Nightmare had a decent concept and I liked it. And then Freddy vs. Jason was like fun. To watch, not a great movie, but fun to watch and brought the nostalgia back, and that's it. So that's where I'm going with it. So this is my Nightmare on Elm Street um series podcast, and like I said, um no, not my Nightmare on Elm Street series podcast. My name, I keep confusing podcasts with episodes. This is the um, Nightmare on Elm Street episode of the Lisper podcast. Okay, and like I said before, keep listening. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell everybody you know, tell a stranger. Y'all know the spiel. I do it all the time. Tell a stranger. Tell everybody. Listen, it's the Lisper Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor FM, and some other places, too. I think it's a couple of other ones that it's available on. So wherever you listen to podcasts at, you probably should be able to find it. Type in the Lisper Podcast. And I thank you for listening. And like I said, if you ever want to leave me a message, I think there's a way you can leave me a voice message. And I promise you, I'll get back to you on it. If I can't, if I don't get enough messages to do a podcast episode on it, then I'll personally get back to you. But um, until then, I'll see you later. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.